welcome to the Black and White Podcast, where we seek to filter the gray world around us through God's Word, with radical grace, raw truth, and real hope. I'm Denise Pass, and I'm here with my co-host, Allison Mayberry, and we are continuing our discussion this month on gender wars. Ah, This week, we're going to focus on how this is impacting children, the battle for our children. Yeah, and this is where this whole issue gets me, our children. Mm -hmm. Our kids need to be protected, and instead... They're being victimized and they're being lied to. Mm. It just, again, we, we said it, it breaks my heart. It totally breaks my heart. You know, putting it that way, the way you just did too, I, when I think about a little kid, if you saw a little kid being victimized, what would you do? You'd, you'd take care of it. You <laughs> would rescue, you would, being lied to? No, you don't do that to mm-hmm. a poor child. They're innocent. Right. So this is why we care, all right? This is why we care. You know, Allison, one thing my kids know that I told them from the earliest age is that I was going to tell them the truth, always. And you know what? We say that, and you say, no, you can't ever say that. But I said to them, I promise you, I'm going to speak truth to you, even when it, it's hard. Consequently, I told them the truth about the Easter Bunny and oh. Santa and the tooth, tooth Fairy and fairy tales. We did not watch them when they were real young, and some thought I was a killjoy, but... I had read a testimony once about an atheist who said because his parents had lied to him about fairy tales and Santa, how could he believe in God? Mm. This caused me to have a conviction right from the beginning that I want my children to know that I cared about truth in our home. They've never forgotten that. And they all believe in Jesus because they've seen his intervention in our lives and seen faith, not religion. Oh, we're not perfect. and <laughs> We've walked through horrific <laughs> trials. Oh. But that commitment I made and that stance, my kids have learned to recognize truth and to use the word of God to discern. They know that God is not make-believe. They have a relationship with God by the grace of God alone. But there's a push in our society not to lead our children to righteousness, but to control their minds and hearts, to say, let them pick, let them choose. But they need guidance. That's why God made parents. This is what makes the gender identity issue so insidious, is being taught to children in schools, pressing them to tolerate what God does not. That is not love, and it is not truth. And you wonder what their motivation is. Why go after children? Because if they can impact the next generation, they change the world. Mm. If we lose one generation, Mm. think of all that we lose. Ugh. But God, i got to say those two words but right now. <laughs> he calls us to stand in the gap and share truth with grace. He calls out sin in our lives, and we need to call out sin in our culture to warn people, not judge them. The scripture for this episode is taken from Matthew eighteen six, and we had shared this in the other episode, but it is so fitting here. If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. So, Denise, one story that particularly hurts my heart is the case of Jeffrey Younger, and we had mentioned him on our previous podcast, and his seven-year-old son in a bitter custody battle where the wife is insisting that their son is really wanting to be a girl. Jeffrey Younger was invited to be on our podcast but could not because of a gag order. Mm. Hormone therapy is being administered, but the father was able to get puberty blockers stopped. Praise God. The mom said that their son wanted to wear a dress at age three. 
Denise, this does not mean he's a female. Like I I have a daughter that walked around in basketball shorts and t-shirts and had short hair and hung out with all the boys. Mm -hmm. She's the most beautiful young lady right now. Mm -hmm. And she knows she's going to be married and she's going to have children one day. But does that mean that when she was younger, I should have started some kind of puberty blocking things? And I, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they're too young to under, I, Oh, I know. Yeah, and I've known children personally, and a boy who put on dresses and really had a fascination with them. How we respond to such behavior is key. In the case I knew, the mom corrected the boy and provided him with boy costumes to wear. Mm -hmm. There's truth, absolute truth. God made us how we are supposed to be. Just because there's a proclivity to feminine things does not make a boy a girl. This is lunacy and faulty logic. People might identify as being a basketball star. It might be something they want to be. And they may have some qualities in that direction, but it does not make them a basketball star. (laughs) And I would qualify as that. I am not a basketball (laughs) star, but I can make a good shot. But somebody might identify as being seven feet tall. They could go around in platform shoes to make a change in their appearance, but it is fake. It does not truly make them a taller person. Yep. Yep. So this dad is really spot on with what he's shared. And let's try to be in his shoes. We're going to give you some examples. I want you to imagine having an electronic communication with your son on FaceTime. And imagine that your ex-wife has dressed him as a drag queen to talk to you, said Younger in a podcast interview. Now imagine how you would feel seeing what I believe is actual sexual abuse. I believe this is not just emotional abuse, but it is the very most fundamental form of sexual abuse, tampering with the sexual identity of a vulnerable boy. It's almost like, I think what captures children too, is if it's this almost revelation, oh, I'm really something else, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's that lie planted and it twists the understanding of a child. I think how this plays on people's emotions, it is being framed up as the child is not able to express themselves as they really are. We talked about their truth. But that is fundamentally a lie. Who they really are is right there. Everyone struggles, and we can all wonder who we are from time to time. But our gender is defined. Accepting that might be hard for some because the door has been opened that questions God's definition. But no matter how much things are turned upside down, God's word still stands. You know, Denise, another thought is about these men who say that they prefer children, pedophilia. Mm -hmm. And this is just another Mm -hmm. topic that it just makes my stomach turn. Pedophilia is a crime. So where does the identity stuff stop? I can say all day what I think I am and what I want to be, but this is not Disneyland and it's not heaven either. This me generation is all about our satisfaction. But what about the other people who are satisfying us? Do they have a say? Especially children. I've, I've heard mm. people say now it's like a microwave society, mm. that they want everything right now. And, well, this is how I feel, so I have to act on it. You know, mm. I try to tell my kids and, and some of the people in my mom's strong group that we do, you have to pause before you speak. And then when you pause, you need to pray. And when you're done praying, you need to purposefully speak. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we could do that in each situation, I know you can't, you know, in in the middle of something have Mm -hmm. that happen, but you really have to let things, you know, simmer on it a bit, Mm -hmm. let it think. And, And with what we're talking about here, just wanting it right now, 
it's making things that people are going to regret later. And, we, and we've read about that. We've heard about that. Well, you know what it really is? is it's an idol. Mm. It's an idol of happiness. And people have this emptiness inside. And that emptiness is there to help us see our need of God. And people try to fill it with an idol. Cultures have been doing this for thousands of years. And we're, people may not be carving a wood statue, but they're saying... I want to be that perfect place of happiness. The problem is mm. that that surgery doesn't make them happy. It mm-hmm. just confuses them even more, and then it's too late. You know, um, I, I don't know who it was I was reading about recently as I was researching this, and it was so hard to research all this. <laughs> but people who, um, it was, um, well, it was Bruce Jenner. I'm going to call him Bruce Jenner. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, and now a woman in a relationship with a woman who was also once a man. What? Yeah. I'm not up on that. So here's the deal. You see, it just leads to more confusion. Wow. So it, it breaks my heart wow. that this is actually a thing. <laughs> I got you going on. You did. Is that crazy? It is crazy. So I don't know who are you with. Right, what are you with? I don't know. Anyway. It breaks my heart that this is actually a thing because the Equality Act was passed in Congress in May of last year. And it says, but what is truly pernicious is that sexual orientation is nowhere defined in the bill. Now, everyone has a working definition of sexual orientation in their heads, a definition that begins with male and ends with transgender or some such thing. But sexual orientation is not defined anywhere in the bill or anywhere else in federal law. Everyone, including off-the-reservation judges, will get to make up their own definition. This means that sexual orientation will mean anything you want it to mean, including pedophilia or bestiality. Also on May 5, 2018, a year earlier at the University of Würzburg in Germany, they held a conference with the theme of future societies that featured a presentation by Merjam Hein, a medical researcher. Here's what she had to say. According to current research, pedophilia is an unchangeable sexual orientation, just like, for example, heterosexuality. No one chooses to be a pedophile. No one can cease being one. Guys, we have got to wake up. It is a sin. And when we start to condone these things that we're condoning in our society, it is a slippery slope. I don't understand how someone can say that pedophilia is, what did you say there? That pedophilia is an unchangeable sexual orientation. Like they're children. No child should ever be with an adult. I, it's, it's subtracting, it's, it's separating gender from sexual orientation. And this is the mess that we're headed toward. And people are saying that's okay now. No, no. no. I, I don't, I, it feels like we're losing I this know. battle. But this is why this matters that we talk about this. The rhetoric that says that this is none of our business or people that say to us, well, you don't have anyone that's going through this, so it's none of your business, that's bull. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying it. It's bull. It is our business. <laughs> it is because you know what? You, you don't know. I have so many people in my life that I absolutely love that have gone through lots of different things, mm-hmm. and I love them for who they are. But I want to help them. I yes. really, I really do. And children can be easily misled. So I'm great at like totally going off on tangents. So we're <laughs> going to get back to Jeff, to Jeffrey Younger's son, James. Um, 
Children like make-believe. I have four children. They love fantasies. They love that. And it is sure confusing if both parents are having a different definition of who he is. I can't even imagine mm-hmm. what that poor boy is thinking. And this is a crime to lie to the child and say that he's another gender. Guys, we need to stop being deceived into thinking that a child is harmed if they cannot be what they want to pretend to be. It's totally the other way around. Yes, it I, is. I know. One more area of victimization for children is the drag queen Mm. story reading time at libraries. If the goal is to inspire acceptance and diversity, which is what I read, I believe they are achieving a different goal than what they set out to. You know, Allison, I wonder what another era would say about us. If George Washington could be beamed to this time period and see queers reading story time to kids because it is politically correct brainwashing children... Grown men saying they should be able to be women, and vice versa. The society saying there are now over 58 gender options on Facebook to select from, and oh, that could change. It is deception. Gender is not a choice. It is a divine selection from God. You are who you were meant to be. Uh, (laughs) I'm asking you, how did we get here? How did we get? Because people were silent. I don't, I just, I don't understand it. And and I know I have children who are young adults and I have children who are still teenagers. And I'm, I'm hoping and praying that because I'm speaking about it now that they will hear and, and dig into the word of God and know that it was written thousands and thousands of years ago, but the answers are all in there. Mm-hmm. They are in there. One man, one woman. How did we get to 58 different I, I I just don't it like I said guys it hurts my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, articles that are abound with parents letting children live their truth. Truth is not truth if it's relative. You talked about how you didn't lie to your children yeah. about Santa and the Easter Bunny, <laughs> and I never understood because I have a friend that was the same way, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What are you talking about? Like the children have to know about you know." <laughs> and when we finally, my daughter slipped one day and told my son that there was no Santa. And he, just a look on his face, was devastated. Mm. And then he went through the list. The Easter Bunny? The Tooth Fairy? Yeah. But then, Denise, he asked me one day, he, like, came forward and said to me, what else have you lied to me about? Mm. And you don't think about that because you think you're doing a good... It's passed down in our culture. Yes, it it. is. It's a tradition, and this is what you're supposed to do. It's fun. It feels good, (laughs) right? And I kind of feel like, okay, I'm I'm 46. I'm I'm getting older. I feel like I'm learning all of those valuable Mm -hmm. lessons just now. Like, I wish I could go back to the old me Mm. and say, don't do this. Like, you know, you're going to regret it. And... It, it's hard. It's hard mm-hmm. because it's what my mom taught me. It's what my grandma taught her. It's what her mom taught her. But we have to stop yeah. it at some point and and get back to the truth. The awesome thing is that God, His grace covers. We Absolutely. all make mistakes. And believe me, I made plenty. We all do. But there is this thing, like you're saying right now, passed down from generation to generation. Right now, they're trying to pass this down to the next generation, and we've got to stop them with truth. Yeah. God has parents to raise the children, not the other way around, right? Um, Genesis 18, 17 through 21 says, Then the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do? 
Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation, and all nations on earth will be blessed through him. For I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just, so that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised him. Then the Lord said, The outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great and their sin so grievous that I will go down and see if what they have done is as bad as the outcry that has reached me. If not, I will know. Yes, we are accountable to God for how we cared for, protected, and raised our children. We are to teach them wisdom and to teach them to know God. Notice in this passage, too, that God reveals that the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah will receive his judgment. And why judgment? Because God is good and sin destroys us. It isn't good of God to say, just stay in your sin. A good God would not leave people in their sin. In fact, he chose to come and pay for our sins, not so we would remain in them. When my children were little, they would gravitate toward the (laughs) no-nos. It was their human nature. Stick their fingers in light (laughs) sockets, etc. I would tell them no, and they would do it anyway. Until I taught them and read the Bible to them, and they were old enough to reject what was wrong and choose what was right. There is a right and wrong, and we will all be held accountable for how we choose and for how we protect the children entrusted to us. And you know, I was not a popular parent. I wasn't. And and I'm okay with that. You know, and I would actually do these games with my kids where I would put an object in the middle of the floor and say, don't touch. And they would be like, the first thing is, you know, that's just our human nature. You know, that's our sinful condition. But God, children become spoiled when they grow up to believe they can have whatever they want. But teaching them self-control and about righteousness, truth, sets them free to be content with what God provides. And that's why they're the children and we're the parent. Mm -hmm. And we teach them the lessons that they need to be taught. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. The raw truth is that if we don't speak up for our children, we will be held accountable. The radical grace is that God can have us experience real truth that sets us all free. And the real hope is people can be turned back to Christ as their hope and identity and receive healing for their past. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth. (laughs) 